0: Everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Game Time with Zach and Jamir. My name is Jamir Wilson, and I'm co-hosted by Zach Wright. Today, the name of the game is Deadline Day, approaching the finish line, where we will share our takeaways from the NBA trade deadline, along with our projections on the remaining regular season action heading into the playoffs. So, Zach, we had a very busy day. Today is actually the trade deadline. And I want to know, what was your move of the day?
1: I mean, look at us go recording on deadline day. Very uh, professional. <laughs> but I think my move of the day, I'd have to go with the Depot trade. I thought that was a good move by Miami. They traded a player who hasn't played for them all year, pretty much, Avery Bradley. And then Kelly Olinick, who he plays for them, but once the playoffs start, they like, you know, his uh, role is very limited. So I thought that was a good move. And they traded a pick swap for 2022, which honestly doesn't matter for real because Miami's going to be the better team anyway in 2022, barring anything amazing happening for Houston. So essentially they didn't trade a pick for real, for real, because Miami's would get the worst pick and their pick would be the worst pick in theory. So I like that move for them. They got a little deeper who's been uh, inconsistent throughout the year due to injuries and playing for a dysfunctional Houston team. But, you know, if he gets on a team that's, you know, serious about their shit, I think he can get back into form because he's still averaging 20 on the year. He's, so he's still, he's still capable of scoring. It's just a matter of him being able to lock in, do it consistently, and play defense, which has never been an issue for him throughout his NBA career. So that Miami, just the lineup potential with Miami would be interesting now, just like, because Oladipo and Jimmy Butler, you have them on the floor, you don't really need to play uh, like Dragic or none necessarily. If you want to have like a big defense lineup, you can just run with them, Iguodala, Ariza, and like Bam. And then, you know, that's definitely a deadly defense. So, yeah. And then they're also, you know, we'll see what happens with the, with the buyouts, but they're supposed to get LaMarcus Aldridge. So just the potential of what can happen, beyond you know, just getting Oladipo is very interesting to me. So how about you, Jameer, what's your move for the day? It's
0: pretty easy for me. My move of the day is simple because the LA, Clip- the LA Clippers, I'm sorry, have needed a point guard for so long now. Uh, last year, it was heavily lamented upon in terms of like them just getting worn out and getting beat down by the Clippers, uh, not the Clippers, I'm sorry, the Nuggets for three straight games. And the narrative was that every time it got to crunch time, uh, they just didn't have somebody who could organize and run the show. And now they have that and Rajon Rondo, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: a.k.a. Playoff Rondo. (laughs) And here's the kicker. They gave up Lemon Pepper Lou and a pick that, as, as you said, You know, they're probably going to be the better team, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, And they were also, they were already looking at trading Lou Williams. And they also have somebody who can fill in his role. Like, they have multiple guys who can fill in for him. Like, uh, now, I don't know if Patrick Beverly will move to the bench for sure. But, uh, you know, with him, you'll have defense with Reggie Jackson still being there. Also, you have Luke Kennard to kind of fill in those minutes. So I think they did a really good job of finally addressing their main need. Although you would have liked them to get Lonzo over him, but they just didn't have the assets. So you get a a veteran instead that you can actually uh, get with the pieces that you have at your disposal. So I think they did a really good job of finally addressing that need. And to be quite honest, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but I think this puts them in a grand position, especially considering the health of uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the Western Conference, because if LeBron James and or AD is compromised, uh, I think this would be the time for the Clippers to get through the West. And win right now. I don't know if they could beat Brooklyn in the finals if Brooklyn was healthy, but at least getting to the finals would validate the move they made a few years ago with Paul. You know, trading all those picks to acquire Paul George and signing Kawhi Leonard. So yeah, I think that move was important.
1: Yeah, I feel that. Just like just watching that Nuggets series, Nuggets Clippers series, just seeing the lack of a game manager because I mean that's what Rondo is at this point he is a game manager he's always been a game manager he's did I got a a very high level but the way the games switched up on him you know he's just not as he's not necessarily as useful in some situations but in the playoffs he's always useful because he has time to prepare and all that good stuff and you've seen it with the Lakers he definitely won a couple games for the Lakers in the playoffs last year so the Clippers definitely need someone who can step in and do that so as That was my second move, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to be a a Celtics homer and just talk about a former Celtics. So (laughs) I decided, you know what? I'm not going to talk about Rondo this time, but you gave me the opportunity, so thanks.
0: Of course. Uh, Also, another big thing, honestly, is just leadership. Like, a lot of people talked about last year the locker room and this turmoil that was in the locker room. Uh, You know, Kawhi Leonard as great a player as he is, no one has ever accused him of being the most vocal leader you could ever have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think coming with the mantra of playoff Rondo is someone who knows how to lead in playoff situations because you know Rajon Rondo has been there and done that for so long. And as you said, He knows how to prepare because especially with the extra time that you have in the playoffs to prepare for a given team and just knowing what it takes night in and night out. And, you know, all they need is a game manager. You have all the talent.
2: Mm -hmm. It
0: just needed somebody to organize that talent. Exactly. So, yeah, I just I I love I love that move 100 percent. And. Um, on that front, uh, do you think it's time to head into our next wonderful topic?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think we should talk about the state of the league now following this trade deadline, Absolutely. We start out east, I mean, with the East, I feel like the top three is still the top three and everyone else is kind of just, yes, sir. To, everyone's fighting to show up essentially. But well, the top three: Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. They're the teams that matter for real. Everyone else is just—we're try- just trying to figure out who else is gonna
0: get beaten by these teams. So, speaking of fighting to show up, uh, Miami and Chicago, I think made the most noise today. Oh, no doubt. You want to go ahead and elaborate on that? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Um, as you said, with Victor Oladipo, also adding, uh, also possibly adding. Marcus Aldrich. I think those are two huge moves if they can pull off the L.A. move. Either way, um, getting Victor Aladipo for two uh, minimal rotation players, they weren't really even rotation players. They weren't really utilized mm-hmm. in the rotation. And Victor Aladipo, like your number one concern with him is health. So now you don't have to play him as often because you have Duncan Robinson, you have Tyler Hero you have Goran Dragic, you have uh, Nunn, you have... uh, Iguodala. Iguodala, exactly. You don't need to play him that often, and you can play him enough to where he's going to be effective. He's just going to be another guy in that group. Mm -hmm. You can depend on him to get a bucket, yeah. but you don't need him to be out there for 40 minutes.
2: Yeah,
1: once the playoffs roll around, then they can start playing him as much as they need him to. Right, yeah. and
0: right, exactly. And, and he's still he's still he'll still only play maybe what twenty-five to thirty max if he gets hot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's great, especially considering his health. And Miami is fifth, like they're they're like a half game out of fourth place right now. So uh they're in they're in quality position at least to host a playoff series and to avoid that play in, which is you know, they're very, they're also very close to if they were to fall off.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And it's kind of the perfect storm because uh, Miami was battling COVID earlier in the year and injuries, all that kind of stuff. And now they're really starting to get it together and adding talent that they could really use um, along with Bam, as you've talked about earlier in, in previous episodes, having a, a quality year under the radar, Jimmy Butler getting his off back together, and so on. And then with Chicago, they're a few games out. Like, right now, they would be a play-in team in 10th place, but they are at you know, as I said, like, the, the East is so tight after the top three teams that if you lose a few games, you could be out of the whole thing. You, lo- you win a few games, you could be a top five, top four seed. So uh, them acquiring Nikola Vucevic was probably the biggest move that happened today. Uh, I, I want I want to hear your thoughts about that. That, oh my goodness, because it's, it's just like, Vuce is such a dominant player. So yeah, what, what do you think about that?
1: Um, well, before I get into um, Chicago, I just want to mention that Miami also did get Bialica, Bialica, I guess that's how you say it. And he's a sniper for those of you who know him. Great pickup. on. is a
0: great, time. great pickup as well.
1: You're playing my GM and you're on like your ninth pick. You got to get Violeta. That man's threes are like a 90. But anyway, back to Chicago. I like the trade. I think they had a great day overall. I When I seen the Gafford move, the trading move Gafford, I was confused. And so I saw later they were getting Tice. And that makes a whole lot of sense because Tice is like a switchable center. You know, shout out to him. He had some good years with the Celtics, but his time, he had to go. If we talk about the Celtics, I'm definitely going to be gassing up my boy, La Williams. Time Lord. He's about to be unleashed about damn time. Been calling for it for three years. But, yeah, Chicago getting Vucevic was a great move. They now have two all-stars on their roster, which is big. You know, the more talent you have, the better. They got out of Otto Porter's contract as well which is a big boost for them because our reporter kind of wasn't really doing much out there for the bulls. So yeah, they have two, they have two all-stars. They maintained Levine and Kobe white, Kobe white's interesting. I mean, he can score but his defense is so poop overall. I think the bulls got better. I think they're hundred percent a playoff team now, but I still think they're a first round exit at the end of the day. And they still have and then and, Patrick Williams is the, the rookie they drafted this year. So they have, a, they have a solid lineup now. They're definitely making the playoffs. I'm more worried about the Pacers or, dare I say it, the Celtics falling out now. We've been looking like some shit. But at this point, I'd say the Bulls are definitely up there in the playoffs now. We'll see what happens with Charlotte with LaMelo, LaMelo uh, getting hurt. But... um. Based on what we've seen so far um, post-Lamella injury, the Hornets are still valid and they're still probably in the playoffs. But yeah, I think Chicago definitely is not going to book their ticket 100% following that trade. And how about you? How, how do you feel about it?
0: Uh, I think that's a great move. Also, another name I would throw out there is Daddy is Young. Shout out to a former 76er. Daddy right. uh, is Young is a solid player. He's uh, probably one of the better defenders on that team. Uh, I think probably the be best <laughs> yeah honestly um i think that they made a really strong move and they want to make some noise this year so mm-hmm. i think offensively they should be a really tough team to deal with now i like the move tice as you said because it adds not only a switchable center he adds a veteran presence uh somebody who's been in the playoffs and so God. that's what happened and he's gone deep in the playoffs. Right. Finals. Right. Exactly. As a starter. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's really good. And how about Charlotte? You know, they, they got your they got one of your favorite players today. Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> the <really laughs> basketball player in the freaking NBA. That man
1: is the most below average man to ever increase NBA. Like, bro, he's below average at shooting, below average at ball handling. <laughs> below average. He below average athleticism. He's just below man. average at everything. He's Brad, like, Brad Wanamaker. He's great. He's a below below average game manager. Like he's just
0: below. Lamelo la, 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 la Ball. Lamelo la Ball. Brad Wanamaker to save the day. That man got traded for cash, bro. <laughs> a printer. Word. like. <laughs> I'm upset you
1: mentioned his name, bro. I can't stand Brad Wanamaker. Love
0: Brad Wanamaker so much. Oh my much. god. He was he was great in Boston. He
1: was terrible. <laughs> but he got 10 points. When we were fucking jumping out of our seats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my god, I could not stand Brad Wanamaker. I was so happy when he left.
0: No, but on a uh, more interesting note, I I uh I think Boston saved themselves today. I think they covered their asses by getting Evan Fournier today because yeah. I, he, he plugs in that hole filled by um, – well, he, he plugs in that hole that was left empty by uh, Gordon Hayward mm-hmm. because he gives you another guy now who is a 6'7", can shoot the lights out of the ball, averaging close to 20 a game. So – I think that was a big move. That was a big win today. Uh, not uh, only uh, not only that, but also now knowing that you're going to commit more to Time Lord Robert Williams, yep. I think that's great as well. Uh, that they, they're they're starting to identify some things, and they get more healthy. But y'all guys really need a contribution out of Kemba Walker. I think he's um, getting there. He's getting there. He's get, He's definitely getting there. He had a great but, last night. Yes, he he damn sure did. Uh, But, yeah, I I think you're definitely going to need to figure out Kimba. You're going to need to continue to figure him out. But I think Evan Fournier was such a huge move. I think that that pushes you further up and where I have you definitely getting in. Because I think that you will start to turn the corner because Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, that core has been there and done that. And I think they'll rally around each other and figure it out. Yeah. I don't know how far they'll go, to be quite honest with you, especially if they are a road team starting. We're beating Milwaukee you? in six, so that's cool. Huh? We're beating Milwaukee in six. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, nah, we're not. I just want to say Boston in six. I might, might get sent home in five. Yeah,
1: we'll get sent home in five. I think we'll probably end up with, I think we'll end up with the six seed, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. We'll end up with the uh, six seed and play Brooklyn and
0: struggle, but you know we're there. Yeah, I think also when you talk about Indiana um, and your concerns with them, I'm I'm not as concerned only because they've really been struggling with injuries, and they finally have Karis Lambert back. Yeah. So once he starts to get integrated, I think they'll definitely, at the very least, make a play-in. And I would hope that T.J. Warren comes back by then. Because if he comes back by then, I think all bets are off when it comes to Indiana. Because they could definitely make some noise, at least in a first-round series. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think with the East, in terms of who's making the play-in, and
1: I think the play-in and playoff teams are set at this point. Yeah. Toronto traded Norman Powell for Gary Trent. And Gary Trent is a good player. no I'm honestly confused as to why Portland made that Gary trade. Trent and Rodney Hood. They got two
0: there. solid pieces of that.
1: No, I don't know. It's just – I don't get it. But nonetheless, Norman Powell's been their best player, or at least their most o- consistent offensive player for the last, like, two weeks. Like, he's had some crazy offensive games the last two weeks. I guess, I guess the best player this year is kind of like, I guess, Fred Fred VanVleet, I guess. Yeah, for Fred the, and Fred, Freddie. Freddy. This year, I mean, Lowry's. I'd say Lowry's still the most valuable. But. What
0: about spin move?
1: Oh, Siakam got actually got exposed by uh by Jalen Brown. Right, bro. he's not been the same. Jalen <laughs> Brown put that man Jalen Brown in daycare, and that man has yeah. not gotten about since. Bro. Jalen Brown is his father. <laughs> <laughs> he's done there, bro. After that series, it was <laughs> like I mean, uh, Siakam just a good player, and that's about it.
0: Good, good. I don't know.
1: <laughs> the jury's out. <laughs> nah he's he's a really good player, but he's just really good. Woo. Really good. Woo. Yeah. You put Tiakam on a different team, bro. That team looks like if you add Tiakam to like Boston or something, Boston looks a lot better. Or uh, Miami. Miami looks a lot better, but he just he ain't, he ain't who we thought he was supposed to be.
0: <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> spin a, a spin move, a mid-range jumper, and a pile of dust. <laughs> You can hear it. I am not hear it. That's all I've seen. <laughs> right. A spin move, uh, a, a mid-range jumper, and a pile of dust. That is all I've
1: seen. Bro, you see that meme in the playoffs? when uh, That meme with a gorilla just doing, like, mad spin moves? <laughs> that's, <laughs>
2: that's,
1: that's him. I'll never forget that because that was too accurate. He literally just came down to a spin move every other play. He is he he posts up. Hey,
0: guess what? Spin move.
1: <laughs> yeah. I do think Boston will make the 6th seed, and the Pacers will definitely be in the play-in. All these teams that are in the play-in picture right now are going to make it. Toronto's done up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Toronto's whack. Yeah. Um, Washington, they just... I just, like, I, I don't want to give up on Washington, but it's like... I don't, like, I just – they're just so weird because it's just – I did not expect them to be just this this trash. Like, they're garbage. Agree. With
1: that Chicago move, though, I think Washington hopes are done because Chicago, like you said, is the 10th, and they are two and a half games ahead. Um, they became a much better team after today. Oh, yeah, and most certainly. No doubt. The Wizards will not be – they will not catch up to the Pacers. Like you said, the Pacers are getting healthier. They're missing the bubble MVP, but – they're still like you said. They got Oh Yeah, I have to. I have to give TJ Warren that shout out. That
0: bubble, yo, that bubble MVP. He come back. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. They might. They might be able to get out the first round. This is at the least into picture. the playoffs through the playing. You said what? I was saying this is the playing picture that we have in the East. Yeah, I believe so. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's going to be interesting when I think at least through the first couple rounds.
2: Because.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, Miami is starting to gear up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I will say Charlotte's not getting that, that four seed. That's not oh, happening. No, 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 that's no. That's no, no, not no, happening they're off now. They're not getting that four seed. They might fall into the playing games. Yeah. To I'm be honest. Miami's moving up. I think Boston, like you said with Fournier, I know I said I'm worried about them earlier, but that's just because I'm just depressed watching, after watching that game yesterday. That hurt. Right. <laughs> Seeing Daniel Tice get the game when get tapped crushed my
0: soul. But <laughs> – I do I'm think not, with Fournier, they're going to move up. Um, if I'm being honest, I think Charlotte might wind up being number 10 because LaMelo Ball was – damn was like – he's the best player on the team, hmm. to be quite honest. He's very uh, Hayward? Yes, sir. You think so? Interesting. I think so. I think I think so. He was averaging, what, 20?
1: Sixth, uh, LaMelo? Well, not, not 16. I'm 16. like. six.
0: Yeah, like and the thing is they weren't even trying to start him. Yeah, he right, he right, he was cuz he was he was hoping off the bench. He's hitting threes, he's pushing the rock and like he's make he was making the game fun for everybody on the team. He's putting That's he's true. getting put back dunks. He was doing every damn thing. I you watched a couple
1: uh Hornets games on League Pass or on my streams. <laughs> I got a pass, but my streams just because I wanted to see Lamelo Ball and he definitely was energizing the team. So I don't know. I think they're I think they're like the same in terms of like who's the I think they're one A one B.
0: But mm, not not unless you think an alternate reality Brad makers is good as Lamelo Ball. Oh no! I cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay then.
2: That's uh, interesting.
1: I, don't know. Can, I, re- I respect your opinion. I just need to think more about it. I
0: never thought of Lamelo as the best player on that. Because if I'm if I'm looking, if I'm looking right at number four right now by half game, if they lost a game and every team behind them won one game, they would be in seven.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: They would go, they would go right to seven. Mm-hmm. And then I think with Evan Fournier, cause like, look, all right. So the teams that they're ahead of right now is Miami. Miami just got better, and they're only going to get better, especially considering health. Uh, so I think Miami will jump above them. Got the Knicks, who Derek Rose and Mitchell Robinson have been out for ex- you know extended period of time now. They're finally starting to play quickly. And, th- and you know, they they're, they're doing better. So I, I like the Knicks moving above them. Yeah. Mitch Robinson's back now, actually, too. I think he's back for like two or three games now. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, once he gets it, once he gets it back together, that's gonna be an even deeper rotation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You've got the Hawks who just added Blue Will. Uh I, I don't really know about I don't know about the Hawks. I yeah, think definitely. the Hawks might might wind up actually being number number 10 and yeah, maybe Charlotte to be up number nine. You said what? They're the one team I know who's not making the playoffs in that group. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that sentiment because I it's just it's the health to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's it's the health, but I'm not going to count on Nate McMillan. That's my only. That's my only thing. I'm not going to count Nate McMillan out. So I'm not sure. And then Boston, I think Boston is set to jump up. I think Boston will wind up with the fifth seed, actually. I think Boston is good enough to get to the fifth seed with Fournier if Time Lord plays in the lineup and Kemba can figure himself out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think I think Charlotte is going to be at least a play in. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be number ten, but I don't know. I don't think they'll be the top eight though. But yeah, we should probably talk about the West because the West got a little shake up too. Just a little as, bit. There's some if, fringe moves. Aaron Gordon of Denver? That was probably the best thing that happened. The Portland move is interesting, too. You said what? The
1: Portland move does a little bit, too. For this season. I
0: guess. (laughs) Obviously, I mentioned the Rondo move, so I think that was probably the biggest move. But, Yeah, 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 Northern Powell's a good move.
1: Yeah. The Blazers,
0: like... They I feel bad for
1: them bro. They try. They really do put up a good fight. They do what they can on the on the the French stuff. Like getting Norman Powell, that's a nice move. Having a great year. Again, confused as to why Gary Trent was sent away. I just don't get the point of trading away like sir. the point of tr- making trades is to make your team better. i feel like Norman Powell makes you like 0.5% better than Gary Trent. So, right. had, whereas had they had Gary Trent and gotten Norman Powell, they would have been like maybe five or six percent better, which makes a lot more. You know, that's that's pretty big jump. Yeah, uh, two high level uh, guards coming off your bench, but you know that's what they chose to do. It was a questionable move. They should have found a way to get Norman Powell without trading Gary Trent. Because I just don't think Norman Powell is that important. Where you trade away yeah. a guard who will probably end up being just as good, if not better. Yeah, that's my two cents on Portland's decisions. And like you said, Rodney Hood—he, uh, you know, before he got hurt, he was having a solid. A couple of years ago, before he got hurt, he was looking like he's on the way up.
2: But yeah, he was—he was he was he looking, looking he was
0: looking like a solid two-way. hmm But he's on, you know, he's. I like the move for Toronto. I I do too. I think Toronto won that one yeah, without okay. a doubt. Uh, we talked about the rest of the conference. Um uh, It really, I think the most noise that was made today, honestly, was a non-move by the the Pelicans saying that you know they're not gonna trade Lonzo. Yeah. Which makes sense because the only teams who were really looking at him didn't have the pieces to get him. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I think. And then on top of that, I wouldn't. I don't know if I necessarily would trade him. I just wouldn't. Be, yeah, just because I mean, like I think he's gonna be a free agent this year.
1: Respect all. not that. So
0: yeah. So.
1: So he's kind of free. <laughs> kind of free. Yeah. So kind of. Right. We so can easily match him.
2: Yeah,
1: I think they made the right move, especially since he's been playing better, and he, him and Zion yeah. have great chemistry. Right. Zion yeah. in the future.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Never mind. Yeah, I think, I think the Pelicans they need to worry about adding as opposed to subtracting. Now they need to subtract Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> <They need to laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: And Steven Adams is good. He just don't fit there. Like he'd be nah, he more don't. suited for other teams. So yeah, get rid of both of those players. They could
0: have traded. Been. They could have traded him today, to be honest with you.
1: Maybe. You know, they're probably looking, but no one wanted the asking price.
0: I guess. And probably probably his contract as well. Yeah. Let's talk about the rest of the conference. I think the bigger thing, Mm -hmm. because I think the East got more of a shakeup because more teams made bigger moves. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think the bigger news in the Western conference and the thing that will ultimately control the state of the West right now is injuries. Um, when you look at the Lakers, AD and LeBron is out. Mm-hmm. And they have a really tough slate coming up of games against like Brooklyn, Dallas, Utah. Playing
1: Philly today. Philly today. No MB, but it's still a tough matchup with Ben
0: Ben yeah. Simmons and Tobias. That's still a tough out. Yeah, absolutely. Um Dallas added JJ Reddit today. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, They're still gonna be in the play in. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that that's a good addition. That's a good addition. I just I just wish they had some help for him. Um, but back on the injury front the Golden State. You have Golden State, obviously Klay Thompson being gone still. You know, Vig would be something right now. Uh and yet the main storyline is just A D and LeBron. I think in the Western Conference right now, what will they where will they be come playoff time? What will their health be like? What percent of the of them will the Lakers have come playoff time? Because right now the West is wide open. Mm-hmm from Utah to Phoenix, the Clippers, who I think now is my favorite because they have a point guard. They finally figured that situation out. Uh, Denver, who's added Aaron Gordon, which I think that's a really quality move for them. Mm-hmm. Portland, Dallas, San Antonio, Memphis, and Golden State is live as long as you have Steph Curry. So, um, yeah, just the West is very wide open and it's kind of just, it's just going to come down to what happens with the Lakers.
1: I heard you say the Clippers are not your favorite. Is that including a healthy Lakers team? No. Oh,
0: oh so it's a no, 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 run no, and no, AD
1: no. come back and or AD yes. Lakers come back compromised. Okay. Yes.
0: Assuming. So- assu- no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Lakers. no, hell no. The Lakers, the Lakers at full strength, are my Western Conference favorites, no doubt. Uh, they didn't help themselves today at all by not making a move, but I mean, they didn't want to give up uh, Taylen Horton Tucker, from what I heard, uh, for Kyle Lowry. Uh, so I mean, yeah, they, I feel like they 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 re- they're, they're missing some pieces. I think, you know. They had a really – they had a good offseason, but now it's kind of looking a little overblown, and I think they just needed other moves and other pieces outside of what they already have. It's not too late. You've got the buyout period. Um, they're yeah, going to really need – they're going to really need to make a move during the buyout period, even if LeBron and AD are at 100%. percent
2: mm-hmm.
0: So –
1: I mean, I don't know my thing. I think what happened with the Lakers, what they're missing now, they should have tried to keep Rondo, and they should have tried to keep Dwight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, you know, I understand getting rid of one, but I think they needed to keep – Understand I understand getting rid of one, but I think they should have kept one of the others because, like, Marcus Gasol just is washed as fuck.
2: Hell that yeah. was
1: weird that they got him. I guess he can shoot, but, like, shooting – having those – having someone to cons- – help AD conserve his energy – was what made them special, I feel like, in the playoffs. Because Anthony Davis did not have to consistently be jumping and running and playing the center. He hates playing center anyway, at least in previous years. He's refused to play center.
0: Oh, even JaVale McGee. Yeah. That was an underrated move today, too, Denver against JaVale McGee. I was
1: looking at their roster today. I realized they did not not have, like, a serious backup center up until JaVale. But, yeah. Um, See, that's my thing with the Lakers. I feel like they definitely – they're gonna do something to buy out because they're the the favorite overall if healthy. So someone's gonna want to hop on the bandwagon. And we know that they're expected to get drumming.
2: So
0: hold on, hold, 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 hold. wait a minute. You said they're the favorite overall? If they're healthy?
1: Yes, bro. Lakers. You think Brooklyn's a favorite? Okay, so
0: here we go. The bullshit. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> you got to hear me out, right? Go ahead. Because AD, all right, at the very beginning of this year. I'm going to drop the phone. Let's um stop your phone. He's talking that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Ain't no, ain't no bullshit over here. But AD, at the beginning of the year, the Lakers were my favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Because... You, have a, you, had a, a, you had a loaded squad with Harold, Gasol, Schroeder, LeBron, the whole crew, right? Yeah. And then that picture began to change because you have Kyrie Irving and KD, and then they traded most of their bench
2: mm-hmm. to
0: acquire James Harden. So even with James Harden, I'm like, hmm, how does this fit? Is this going to work? I'm not necessarily sure, but now that AD that I've seen uh, what the team looks like with just LeBron and uh, and not AD versus what the Nets look like without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, I'm not so sure that the Lakers would be the favorite because James Hart, number one, I gotta give him props. He's playing at the MVP level right now. And mm-hmm. we'll get more into that conversation later. Yeah. But he's playing at an MVP level. Kyrie Irving is playing at the best level he's ever played at. And I think a part of that has to do with what James Harden is doing. And then Kevin Durant really hasn't played much this season. And they're still right behind the Sixers and Bucks in that. You know that hunt for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference just off the strength of James Harden, pretty much with mm-hmm. with the help of Kyrie Irving, and you and I. I think that Kevin Durant, when he is healthy, is a top two player on the planet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And true. they that combination of the three of them hasn't really played much together, and they're still one of the best teams in the NBA. So that says a whole lot. And right now, um, we don't even know, we don't know, like like, to be honest, we don't know the health of KD, we don't know the health of AD, we don't know the health of LeBron, but considering all of their health, if they all do get healthy, I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets right now. And it's hard for me to do because the, the Lakers were very dominant last year, but I'm taking the Nets. I have to right now. It just, you know, I have to. I do. I respect it. I
1: respect anyone who believes the Nets aren't the team. But my thing is, the Nets have no hope of guarding anybody on the Lakers. You put their only hope is Kevin Durant. Everyone else is poop shit on defense.
2: Mm.
1: Can't, Kevin Durant can only guard LeBron or he can only guard Anthony Davis. After that, whoever's not guarding is getting 35. 10 and 10 if it's LeBron. And if he's guard if he's, if he ends up guarding LeBron, eighty is getting 35, 15, and 4. So, like, I don't know, man. And then the other uh, Lakers, the Nets defensive players do not have enough to stop the others versus the mm-hmm. Lakers. Lakers defensive players do have enough to stop the Nets others. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, Dear Jordan might get DMPs after game three. He's gonna be <laughs> poop shit.
2: Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin.
1: I love Blake from the death. You know, that's my, that was my favorite power forward for a minute. But that man is about to be uh look get embarrassed out there. Joe Harris would be solid, but um whoever anyone else is, is done up, bro. Ooh,
0: okay, well here's the thing, right? And let's just and let's just go with a hypothetical here. Let's say the Lakers and the Nets do meet up, right? You, to me, it's going to be about pace control, Mm -hmm. right? The Lakers, because they're not the most, they don't have the most firepower on the planet at this point.
1: They never did either last year.
0: They're going to have to play a slower game, right? Mm -hmm. But how do you slow down the greatest offense to ever play basketball? You have Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant and James Harden who can also who can all drop 30 plus on you at any given time and James Harden again as I said is playing at an MVP level and is playing at a level where you where if someone were to say that James Harden is the best point guard in the league I I don't know if I would agree but I would very much respect where they're coming from.
1: Yeah, right now he's he's, he's having a better year than Dame and stuff. I'd
0: say. Right. I'd say that. I, I'd say this year, yeah, he is. And it's about pace control for me. I don't What's think – I, I don't think if all – if both teams are healthy, I don't know because I think every game would have to be a shootout. And in that case, I think Brooklyn wins a shootout more than they lose it.
1: You're right. But here's
0: my thing. It has
1: to be a shootout for the Nets to win. If the Lakers figure out how to like slow down the shootout situation, they're winning that game 100%. That's going to happen. And it's a playoff series. It's not one game. It's a series. They have time to learn, match up, and scheme. So the Nets could come out and win two games, but if the Lakers figure something out, the Nets will not win another game because Kyrie Irving is food on defense. He got a little better after his little stint in Boston, You know, got inspired by market smart, but he is still food. <laughs> James Harden, is, his defensive struggles have been overblown for a minute. Like he was trash in like 2015, but after that he picked it up. Yeah, yeah. So he is still food. DeAndre Jordan is name brand at this point, food. Joe Harris, food. That's for their starters, bro. They're, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie, Kevin Durant is not food on defense. Kevin Durant is just canon. But James Harden and Kyrie Irving will be playing 38 minutes plus. And if you have 38 minutes plus of food on the court, that's a problem. They are offensively tough, but Kyrie, as we've seen, Kyrie Irving can be he can be guarded. James Harden's had, had a rough playoff history. So I don't know. They do have some, they do have some uh, question marks. Because, you know, when Kyrie was with LeBron, you know, he was doing his damn thing. But when Kyrie went on his own and did not have LeBron in the playoffs, he, he... – But he has
0: James Harden. And he's playing better than he's ever played.
1: You're right. He is playing better than he's ever played. But I don't know, man. I just
0: feel like defense does win championships. It does. And I'm a I'm big I'm, – I'm very big on defense. But I just don't know – I personally don't believe that anybody is stopping this offense – especially considering that no one already has been able to stop them with only some doses of Kyrie and James uh James and KD KD and Kyrie they've never really they've only played together like once or twice for real for real mm-hmm. and it was and that was back when they were struggling against the Cavs they've had time to mesh and they haven't even all played together you're right. So imagine what they could actually do when they actually, when they figure out how to play with one another.
1: You're right. That takes time. And we'll, we'll see if they get the time to do that or not. Yeah. Because like you said, Kevin Durant held the question mark, I do know that Harden just does what he pleases and he's making them look crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when KD comes back, the offensive, the offense will shift and there will be a new adjustment period. And then, like you said, we don't know what's going to happen to injuries, but assuming injuries off, I don't know. I got the Lakers in seven, bro.
0: I'd have to take Brooklyn. I'd have to take Brooklyn in seven right now. Oh, Okay, so it's definitely close for either of us. It's I close. Your it's point. close. It's close. Yeah. It's I close, but I'm
1: just scared. But yeah. I just don't. I'm just not convinced. I need
0: to see what happens with the with the deadline or the buyout period. Oh yeah, I, I do too. I, I really do because uh, that's my thing too. I just feel like the the Lakers roster is incomplete. I mean, I think I think the Nets roster is also incomplete yeah. in its own right. But I think the 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 superstars that they have cover a lot of those problems, and you know. They do have some role players. I mean, even though you say DeAndre Jordan is main brand, he is competent and serviceable. Blake Griffin is serviceable. Joe yeah. Harris you know, is a sniper. Joe Harris is good. Joe Harris is a sniper. That man
1: is excellent. I'm sorry, bro. Them Harden lobs are not happening in a playoff series, bro. That's the only reason why DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan looked like he was on his way to get a bench for friggin' Reggie Terry before James Harden saved his career. He was about to be done for the year, but James Harden brought him back to life. And they're getting Claxton back soon too. Yeah, Claxton, been, he's, he's been playing well the last couple games, actually. Yeah. But I'm sorry. If Claxton's out there in the playoff series, I'm not – I wouldn't be too worried because he's yeah. definitely going to struggle in the playoff in the playoff setting. He's doesn't have that much experience under his belt. The word. I'm excited to see what happens with that. And as I'm, I'm sure everyone knows a, a playoff episode will be happening, obviously, because that's just like a must. Oh, so I can't I can't wait for the playoffs. That's to be we got a little sneak preview. But yeah, I think now we should at least talk about regular season awards. Who do you think will be getting what? So let's start with start
0: rookie of the year. What do you think, Jameer? I'm sad. I'm sad talking about this award. I'm very I really am. Because LaMelo Ball, this was LaMelo Ball's trophy, as far as I'm concerned. As far as everybody's concerned, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Akonda, his injury has reopened the door for Anthony Edwards, who is the front runner right now. It's his trophy to lose. And I, and, uh, the only person who I think could take it from him, if he's consistent, and if he makes plays and actually helps his team get into the playoffs, or at least the play in will be James Wiseman. I predicted that James Wiseman would be rookie of the year at the beginning of, his, of the year. Same. Just because of his confidence, uh, his length. Uh, he takes jump shots. And also, he's learning from Draymond Green, who uh, has incredible experience is one of the best defenders in NBA history. He thinks he's the best, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sheesh. Yeah. um, Yeah, just like the the leadership that he's gaining from Draymond Green and other guys on that team. I think it's Anthony Edwards, rookie of the year, unless he drops it. And in that case, James Wiseman, I think, we collect. And how about you? What do you think?
1: I take problem with the Anthony Edwards hype, and I get it. I Understand it's gonna happen. First, I guess, mean, I should say who I think is Tyrese Halliburton. He's been good all year. Mm-hmm. Continue to be good for rest of the year. Okay. So I think he'll end up winning it, or he should win it. But my thing with the Anthony Edwards hype is like, up until like two weeks ago. The only thing Anthony Edwards did worth noting was dunking, or I should say, murdering uh, Yuji Watanabe on the Raptors. Yeah. Other than that, Anthony Edwards has been irrelevant. He just slaughtered. Yeah. a few points here or there. Mm-hmm. Got no assists, got no rebounds, got no wins. Um, you know, I think that's. So, yeah, he's probably going to get it now because LaMelo got hurt and they want to, they tend to try to give it to people who do cooler shit. That's just how it goes. And that's a big reason why LaMelo, a lot of people thought LaMelo's in win it before he turned out to be better than everyone thought he, he is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Anthony Edwards, if he gets it, it, is off a straight hype. And again, whoever gets it at this point is off of the luck of LaMelo getting hurt. I that's not what he's luck, but you know
0: what I mean? I wouldn't say it's off all hype because they weren't getting wins because of uh, Cat. Because, uh,
2: yeah, I get
0: that. Anthony Towns was out. Um,
1: I understand that, but even he he still wasn't doing shit for real up until
0: the last two weeks when Cat returned. That's that's, that's yeah. true, but that's true. But you know, James Wiseman's injury didn't help him. Yeah, um, not Tyrese Halliburton, and I mean Tyrese Halliburton has a good case. But where my problem comes in is um, narrative. You know, the NBA is about narrative, as you can say, cool shit. But the NBA is all about narrative, all about the story, yeah. And that's what I meant by hype. like Anthony yeah. Edwards should win well, it because he was the first pick, isn't that? But I mean, there should be some hype surrounded around what you've done, like some sort of legend around what you've done, some sort of highlight or something. Like, uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton has been really good, but there's no hype at all, yeah. And I mean, it doesn't help that he's in Sacramento, but still. <laughs> yeah. I just think he's to desert win it.
1: But um, how about Coach of the Year? Who do you got?
0: Oh, Coach of the Year. Which is a hard one for me. Coach of the Year. I have to go with the big man in Utah. Agreed. Yeah. Huh? Best record, much
1: better than – not only do they have the best record, no one expects them to be this good. I think it's kind of – Absolutely. Shout out to Thibodeau, though. My boy got the Knicks looking average. <laughs> much respect for that because everyone thought – I thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Quinn, Quinn Snyder, I think, is definitely – the coach of the year right now. He has them playing on a string defensively and offensively. They're sharing the basketball like no other. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. If you look at his it, like, if you if you would think about it, like you would think Donovan Mitchell averaging like thirty a game, something like that, the way people have been talking about him. Mm-hmm. But he only averages like twenty four a game. But as a team, they look great. Od. Okay. Um. I definitely think. Uh, them losing in the bubble the way they did helped them because they took that and turned it into this season.
2: No Uh,
0: doubt. So much better. So, yeah, and what about you, Zach? Who do you think is uh, Coach of the Year? I'd say Quinn Snyder as well. Same
1: reasons as you. Much better team than expected. Pieces are fitting together. And um, how about six men of the year?
0: Six men six man of the year. To me, I'm gonna to have to say uh speaking of the jazz, I'm gonna to have to go with Jordan Clarkson. Agreed. Jordan Clarkson has been pretty damn good. Uh he had the highlight dropping Michael Carter Williams. That was hilarious. Um, and he's just been balling, like, and it kind of plays into what like a culture that Quinn Snyder has built in that building with them sharing the rock, Everybody can shoot the ball. They're defending on a string. And, you know, when he comes in and he fills in, uh, he just, he just does his job. He does a very good job at doing his job. And when you talk to, like, he, he was interviewed and he said that he doesn't put a cap on how much he can score or how much he can do. And you could tell because he just goes out. He plays free, and you know he, he's a good shooter. He's a good all-around scorer, and he's a great contributor Word. to a really good team.
1: Who you got for defensive player of the year?
0: Defensive player of the year right now. I would have to give it to Ben Simmons right now. I think Ben Simmons has been the best defender. In the league this season, when he steps in front of somebody, they have a much tougher night. Uh, he rebounds. He can defend on ball. He can do a bunch of different things. You can switch him in different situations. He's just—he's just a great player. Yeah. So I yeah I, I think Ben Simmons has been elite all year at the defensive level, and that's all people have been talking about to be honest. And I think that like. I said earlier that that kind of got him into the all-star game, to be honest with you, because offensively he struggled very early on and his defense picked him up. For real. So I, I, I would have to go with Ben Simmons right now.
2: What do you, who, who do you think?
1: I'm going with Gobert.
0: Hmm. I just
1: – you know, the Jazz got three all-stars this year. I think my Conley's inclusion was a little sus, but – I'm glad he made it because he did have few years. He did, he did deserve it at some point. So yeah. you know, congrats to him with that. But I think the NBA is going to continue the little, their little – they're look to do their stupid um, award parade for certain teams who over-perform. Like mm-hmm. the, the That Hawks team, that's like the – I hate that team more than any other team to ever exist because they have <laughs> got stupid awards. Like five players got player of the month in the month of January. Like, come on, bro. That's freaking stupid. But I think they're going to continue that kind of treatment for the Jazz. And I'm not saying Gobert doesn't deserve it, but, you know, he's playing amazing defense as always for the best team in the league. And I think at this rate, they're probably going to continue to be the best team in the league because they're just okay. locked in. And I think, yeah, I just think Gobert is going to win it off the strength of being the best defender on the best team kind of deal. Okay. But I was thinking about Ben Simmons. He was he was
0: my second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Ben Simmons – yeah. His his switch ability and versatility on the defensive end and his just overall activity
2: yeah. on the
0: defensive end, just being able to get steals, push on the break, find people on the break, get dunks, all that kind of stuff. I just I, I think his all around defensive game makes him coach uh defensive player of the year. Um yeah. let's go into most improved player. What do you think, Zach?
1: This one's hard for me. I'm going to just go with Jeremy Grant, I guess. You know, they, he went from 12 points a game to, like, 24 this year. He's been comfortable being the first option. You know the NBA loves awarding this award to people who, like, have increased volume, and that's exactly what he did, and he's making the most of it. This one was hard for me because if you go back to the beginning of the year, I was thinking Christian would, but since he missed 20 games and the, Haw- or the Rockets, excuse me, played like garbage – I think his case is done. But, you know, Christian Wood deserves some MVP votes because apparently the second he goes out, his team is dog-awful. <laughs> or god-awful, I mean, excuse me. So, yeah, I was yeah. thinking Christian Wood in the beginning of the year. But now I just – I guess it's Jeremy Grant's to lose at this point. No one else has really stood out to me as, like, an improved player for real. Maybe Jordan Clarkson has a, a – he has a good look in my mind too, but I think he's going to end up with six man. So,
0: you know how they are with those awards. Right. Uh, I agree. It was Christian Wood at the beginning of the year, but then his injury dropped him off. Uh, And then I also thought about Jalen Brown, but my only problem with them is they haven't played as well as they played as a team last year. So narrative-wise, they're not going to look his way. I think the way they're going to go is New York with Julius Randle. Because uh, huh? I like that one, yeah, because he's the best player on a competitive team on a competitive roster, and I mean, you know, the records are the similar the records are similar in terms of Boston and New York, but New York, as we both said, weren't even competent last year, so mm-hmm. just somebody who who's been on one of the best defensive teams in the NBA this year he's he's having career high numbers across the board like he made an all-star game and he's just doing, he's just been doing it big this year and like this was really a breakout year for him where we kind of knew like I mean he had it in him exactly that's why I didn't think of him because he's been he's always been good in my mind just the, right. narrative, the whole narrative thing again right in narrative exactly because Jalen Brown has been in playoff games before. He's been in playoff basketball in big moments for years now. So we kind of already have seen Jalen Brown in the limelight, and I think that's going to kind of hurt him just in that regard in this, this award conversation. But it was Julius Randle, him having career highs across the board and stuff like that, especially in a big market on a team that's winning – and that's been one of the main storylines of the league this year, like the Knicks improvement as a team with him being the best player on it. Yeah, no doubt. I think Julius Randle's got it. Yeah. Uh, and then to close out, who is your MVP? James Harden. Easy. Is there mm-hmm.
1: no, if if there's no injuries, I'd say MB, but I think now Harden's got it. You know, then that's, like you said earlier, we're going back and forth about Nets and Lakers. The Nets have been missing Kevin Durant and Kyrie at different points in time, whereas Harden has been consistent in there throughout them, you know, climbing all the way up to, I think they're the two seed now. So the uh, Nets have improved dramatically. Right, right. And Harden has, Harden has just elevated everybody. Like you said, Harden has Kyrie playing the best basketball his career. Harden and Joe Harris have an amazing chemistry. Harden saved Yondra Jordan from being a DMP player. Jeff Green and Harden, you know, they have, have had a couple years together. Jeff Green's playing well as well. Harden now has Nick Claxton looking, you know, like a – Claxton's now proven he can get minutes. You know, this is just what Harden's been doing throughout his entire career. And I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole MVP award debate, but I think Harden should have at least two MVPs right now, maybe three. I'd say he should have three right now. And mm. I think this year he should be getting his fourth, but instead it'll be his second. But that's neither here nor there. How about you? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a that's an interesting debate. Um, but I, I also agree. I believe that if you shave out the injuries, it it was Embiid, then it was LeBron, but now it's him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's his award to lose with uh, Jokic and Dame on deck right behind him. Uh, But I I just think that his consistency, night in and night out, keeping them afloat as a team, the bunch of nobodies pretty much at this point. Um, I mean, obviously you have Joe Harris, you have DeAndre Jordan, uh, you got Blake Griffin now, uh, uh, Bruce Brown, don't really have much around him and he's just he's turned it into gold mm-hmm. and then also when you look at what Houston is doing my god Houston <laughs> 20 game losing streak yeah Harden would never geez yeah it's just like he's looking at his impact when he touches a team and just looking at how he again is in a big market doing it big being like he's modified his game where in Houston, he was more so an ISO player and now he's out here really running the show, leading the league in assists, playing point guard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think James Harden is definitely our MVP right now.
1: Right. Yeah. We'll see how some of these awards turn out. And a few of them are definitely up for debate, like six Man of the year. I think Clarkson got that locked up. But most improved player will be interesting, definitely. Defensive player of the year will also be another interesting one. And this MVP race is there's a lot of players whose names have come up this year. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, that's it for today's episode of Game Time. This is Zach, co-hosted by John Mir. Thank you to everyone tuning in. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at GameTime underscore podcast, on Twitter at GameTime underscore ZNJ, as well as Facebook at GameTime with ZNJ to stay up to date on further content. And to listen to future episodes, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcast, and anywhere with podcasts. We can't wait to talk more basketball on Game Time.